So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. And good evening, everybody, or at least it's evening here, so good whatever time you've created it to be where you are. I'm Rico Shields, and with me here is Jean Victoria Norlock. Hey, Jean. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hope you guys are having a beautiful day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. I just hope it's a beautiful time. So I really want to thank you for tuning in to our uh, first show together, and uh, we've, we've had a little format change at Everyday Connection, and uh, but I think we're settled into the groove now. Um, and do understand that uh, on this call, I don't think we're probably going to do any meditations or that sort of thing, but any energetic things we might talk about during any call, uh, it's just the same when the recording's going on. Uh, time and space are kind of illusions, so... You can hang in there on the recordings just as deeply as you can live with us. But we'd sure love for you to join us because you can ask questions. You can tell us we're crazy. Um, well, we like we'll go that. ahead and default. We'll go ahead and default to crazy. Um, you can get on and tell us when we're starting to sound normal, and then we'll get worried. Um, so, I suppose that we should perhaps start off, Jane. You might want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you wound up here on the. Uh, radio with uh, me, and uh, I gave him my introduction in the in the last show. Y'all go back and listen to the recording. I'm not doing it again. Well, I'll do it again. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can always get me to talk about myself, but <clears throat> you're lazy here to boy. talk about you. You're a lazy boy. Um, wow, my story's way too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm just um, an every average day girl. I'm an author from Canada. Um, I... I love people, and I found a couple of years ago after a series of some pretty funky events that um, I rather like being connected to my spirit, and great things come of it when I maintain that connection. So I have been exploring that for two years. I've been writing about it. I've been working on charity projects and working to bring other artists and authors together on those projects, and um basically doing everything I could to just get this message out, um, which is to say everybody is connected to spirit and whatever your heart is telling you to do, you really ought to do it because your heart knows what it's talking about. So that's that's been my main message and uh, it's been a crazy journey and we can always get into that later at another time when, you know, people want to know. Uh, there's always, you're always welcome to visit my websites, my blog sites. Uh, there's nothing about me that you can't find out through my writing. I have hidden nothing. I intend to hide nothing. My life, as it were, is quite literally an open book. Pardon the really so, pathetic pun. Several <laughs> open books, actually. Several, several open books. Several open books at this point. Um, my interest is in working with people who have been through very challenging life experiences. And my reasons for that is because I myself have been through some extraordinary challenging life experiences. I've, I've pretty much run the gambit. Um, I've been the victim. I've been the abuser. I've been um, done, done the get in trouble with the law, go to jail thing, the drugs, the alcohol. Um, you know, I, I have lost pretty much all of my family except for my amazing, incredible 14-year-old daughter. Thank heavens for that. And um, there is never a time or a place where it is okay for you to allow your what you view as your mistakes. And, and you know, I would, I would hesitate to use that word, but what you view as your mistakes to hold you back 
from who you truly are within. And I think that's, you know, part and parcel of my journey was to go through all this stuff and come out at the end and say, you can. Every minute of every day, decide what your now moment is. Do I want to change my life now? Do I want to do something different now? Do I want to be a better person now? Do I want to affect people in a positive way simply by being more purely me now? So it's, and that's, you know, also a large part of my message. It's all about choice. And that's, uh, I think I just stumbled onto you, or rather you found me. How how we ended up connected and how I ended up on the show is, is I would say to the world that along came this amazingly supportive friend from right out of left field who, you know, is a spirit brother and who has stuck by me over the last year and walked me through some pretty challenging times and worked with me on my work, partnered with me on some of my projects, and here we are. And, and we're on. And here we are. And I, I and I must say that I enjoy being right out of left field because it's so much better than being left out of right field. But um no, I I'm just kidding. <laughs> um so we've kind of stumbled right into um uh, one of our topics perhaps for tonight. Uh we have a couple of them sketched out and they may all go by the wayside. We we wing this pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh we're no, not reading not reading scripts, <clears throat> and um, uh, but that's talking about the little decisions and the little things you can do in the day. Is talking about that's what we mean by everyday connection. Um, people have thought about connection to source or connection to spirit or connection to God as something that you do when you pray, something that some people do when they channel. You know, uh, uh, people sometimes wonder about my channeling because I don't flutter my eyelids and talk funny too much. Um, in fact, sometimes I talk funnier when I'm not channeling um, with the <laughs> thousand voices of Rico Shields. But, but Who are you today? It's, 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 those are tools, and they're well-utilized tools, and they're, and they're wonderful things and wonderful gifts. But uh, the... the the trick of life, the trick of the law of uh, attraction, the thing that is sometimes perhaps not stressed enough in my opinion, is that the bulk of your vibration, the bulk of your emotional set point, is your everyday little bitty thoughts. You know, opening the door, going down the street. Uh, It's not just the 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day that you meditate or you read or you... uh, however you collect yourself. Um, And you really can, if you watch, you can kind of notice people that are just listening to the radio. As soon as they get out from there, they're somewhere with the TV. And and, and you can just kind of watch them float along being battered about by the waves of what they're hearing. They hear a happy song and they smile. They hear a sad song and they're not smiling. It's sort of a default, you know, way to to go through life, but you see that it's those little things that add up that make vibration. It's those little things. Um, I was out today and uh, uh, just a little while ago, and somebody was going to be having a pass in front of the car. Instead of just stopping, I stopped and looked at him and waved him across with a smile. And the fellow that I had directed that to looked back at me and then looked again and then smiled and waved. It was, like, it, it was like nobody had waved to him in a year. And you may find, if you're looking for those yummy parts of your day and yummy parts of your life, um, it's those little, you made a connection with somebody, the guy at the counter at the convenience store, or somebody in line, or and you could have changed their whole day. You could have changed their whole life by making them smile. Um and that uh, can be everyday connection because anytime you look at somebody and you're angry and you want them to just get the heck out of your way, that's not source. Source doesn't look at things that way. You don't look at things that way, really. No, and it, it's it's really so true. Um, today, my daughter and I were on the subway coming home, and I, I was standing, and I, I have – horrible balance, which is why she's the dancer and I am not. Uh, 
they gave me a pen. It's all good. Um, but so we're standing and we've got six rides left to go and I'm, I've almost fallen over like three times. So a seat finally becomes available and I, I, you know, pretty much jump at it because thank goodness I'm not going to fall over and go boom in front of my kid and a whole bunch of other random strangers. Um, and I'm sitting beside this lady and then another seat, a couple of seats down comes available and my daughter sits in it. And the lady automatically, the first thing she does is she looks at my daughter and she says, would you like to sit here? And, you know, I just, this big grin came over my face, and I was just, that is the sweetest thing. Thank you so much. And her reaction to my reaction was positive. And then I looked around, because I've gotten in the habit of seeing how the interaction and the interplay between people out in public is. And I looked around, and, you know, there's a couple of other random strangers who really not were paying attention to each other or, you know, even vibrating at the same level at all during this this very compact subway ride but here there's a brief glimpse in a now moment where everybody connects and everybody smiles because what this woman has done is is thoughtful and it's such a simple thing you know what i mean and and but it brought a group of random strangers together for a brief brief now moment and it was fantastic it, it makes being out in public so much more fun and enjoyable when you can focus on those aspects of life. And I, I you know, your well, day. Yeah, go ahead. That that reminds me of uh, of a fact that was presented. I haven't looked this up and verified it, but it was uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer that uh, handed out the fact, so I'll take that source. Um, <laughs> As uh, we, we all would. <laughs> is that there's studies been done that when you go out um, uh, and, and, and have these random random acts of kindness, perhaps you would call them, um, I'm sure everybody's aware that there's, at least here in the United States, a rampant uh, distribution of uh, pharmaceutical compounds, many, many, many of which are intended to increase the serotonin level in your brain. We call them antidepressants. It started with Prozac, and now you can just you watch television for an hour. You'll see an ad for three of them. Um, well, performing a random act of kindness or receiving a random act of kindness has been clinically proven to increase the serotonin level in your brain. Ooh, and we love high serotonin levels because you can do so much when your serotonin levels are up. And much like Jean just mentioned. They've actually taken the research a step further. Once they found that out, they started testing some of the people that did nothing but witness it. They didn't receive it. They didn't do it. They just saw it happen. Their serotonin levels went up, too. Oh, wow. That's amazing. See? So there you go. You want to you wanna get America off of the uh, – or your country or your friends off of the antidepressants, start opening doors for people, smile at people, wave at people. Um operate from your connection and you would be amazed at the effect that it can have uh, you know a hundred people running around a city just making somebody one somebody a smile every day um, could probably well it would change the world and that's kind of what's happening here because when you operate from that everyday connection you just naturally are that way you naturally have that effect on almost everyone you come in contact with, even the ones that you don't remember seeing. Uh, I think it's I think it's fun, and that's I think that's a key element to this is that you really have to enjoy life, right? That's um, it, it's to make it worth your while to be here. You might as well enjoy what you're doing, and. I think that when people clue in to how much of an effect, um, a simple thing like a smile or opening a door or offering an elderly person a seat on the bus, um, just little random acts of kindness, the effect that it has not just on the people that you're, you're you know, offering the act to, but on the people who've witnessed it. And if you really pay attention to that and if you start, you start connecting with the snowball effect, as it were, of that act, it really adds a little bit of more of an element of joy and fun because now you're you're able to 
without doing anything other than just being you, you're able to change somebody's life. Even if it's for the briefest moment. But you never know. You never know when you do an act of kindness how that's going to carry on to the next person. You have no idea if that that young man that you just gave, you know, $2 to for the bus, um, if he is not struggling to make it to a job interview that thanks to you he's going to make it to and is going to, you know, become the next great lawyer. You don't know. It's it's so random these things you can't predict them. All you can do is is be in that space of positivity and pass that out to the world and trust that the rest will fall into place. Now, because you think of just even this scene on the bus um, uh, or on the subway, if three or four or five people saw that, smiled, got a little boost in their happiness quotient for the day, if even half of them, two or three people, you know, go on and do something nice for someone else that's then witnessed by three, four or five people, you know, you could do something nice for somebody in the morning and be having an effect on 10,000 people by the end of the day. And the exact same thing is true if you choose to react negatively, because if all those people around you match your vibration by, by looking at you and watching you and getting into what you're trying to figure out what you're upset about, then they've matched your vibration and now they're angry. And they're going to walk through their day angry. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think... Um since you know you were kind enough to bring it up bring it up it might might touch briefly on something else that we've been um kind of getting inundated with lately with information <laughs> on um, just as you would be affected positively by a wonderful random act of kindness which we love uh, it it might be that you're pos- you're you're not so positively affected by witnessing what you would view as a, a not positive, not act of kindness. So a negative act towards somebody, somebody um, yelling at somebody else, a, a fight. And and there, again, you have an opportunity because you can't affect their relationship with each other. You can't affect how their day is going. But you can affect how your day is going to go as a result of that. And you can affect how the days are going to go for the lives of the people that you contact after that encounter. So if you set up a boundary for yourself and you say that is their anger issue and I'm not going to go there and I'm not going to allow it to affect me and I'm going to continue on with this beautiful light and song in my head and la da 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 here I go, I'm not listening. Um, if, you, if you can create a way to do that, it can it can literally change the way you view the world because you will stop focusing on all these negative acts that people are doing and you will stop giving them your attention and you will find amazingly enough that the more you choose to set your boundary so that that negative energy is not going to enter your little space that you've created this is my space i like it um if you choose not to have it affect you then you know you have made a conscious decision to choose to alter your vibration, and it's going to carry with you forward for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the year. And it really is, I, 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 I it was for me, one of the key moments um, is once you purposely set your vibration, purposely change your vibration or purposely hold your vibration uh, through some circumstance or or, or thing, and then you 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 feel the power of that. You feel you'll. I felt it inside the first time that I really consciously did it. It was it was like woohoo, like old home week. Like yeah, this is yeah, this is it. This is right because it is the way that you know it is, and um, so. Uh, it, it 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 plays through to you in a sense of power, uh, a sense of I don't have to be a victim to any of these thoughts um, if I don't want to. And uh, 
Uh, well, the chat room's going crazy. Um, and um, uh, I also have Jane at a disadvantage. She can't see the control panel, so she has no I idea. Not, no, we can, no idea. We can, we can talk about her in the chat room if you like. Um, right in front of her, but she won't know. Um, I trust is, you. It is a personal empowerment thing. Once you have maintained, and, and many many of our listeners know this uh, and have experienced this, once you have changed or maintained your vibration through something, um, it just changes. You just suddenly begin to feel like there's nothing you couldn't get through, um, and and pretty soon you just know there's nothing that could come down that you can't get through. So things will happen, knock you off your center, but then you notice that and you go, wow, this feels bad. <laughs> yeah, it make, sucks. Make it feel a little better. You know, you don't have to make it feel great. You just leave it in a little better place than where you found it. And and and, and really, in a very short period of time, it, it blows everybody's mind when Abraham says in 30 days you can just fix everything. And well, okay, maybe not in 30 days you can fix everything, but in 30 days you can change the way you feel on a minute-by-minute, day-by-day basis, and it that will change the whole rest of your life. Um, it absolutely will. Something that I want to um, to interject there um, is that in doing this, next time that next challenge arises that you know knocks you on your butt and you're going, okay, that really sucks. What am I doing here? Why does my stomach feel this way? The next time that happens, there's going to be one or two more people in your life that you've pulled into your life, that you've asked into your life, that you've accepted into your life, will be standing behind you saying, it's okay, we got your back, you're good. And then the next time it happens, there's going to be maybe five more people. And the more that you continue to hold this sense of self-assurance that in the end, you will be okay because you are worthy of all the good things that life is bringing to you. Once you hold that within you and you make a conscious choice to act on that belief and to treat other people out of respect for that belief, then you're going to find yourself one day waking up and going, I am surrounded by so many incredible, giving, loving, supporting, amazing people that yes, I can take on the world. But keep in mind that those people don't come to you unless you invite them in. You have to be ready for it. You have to be willing to accept that into your life. And they do. They just show up. They just show up. It's amazing. And a lot of them have shown up in your life and you don't even know who they are yet. And then something will come along and you'll just happen to mention to your friends, you know, gosh, I really wish I had this cool music intro to my radio show. <laughs> and you find out, well, hey, I compose music and I do audio stuff. Send me your send me your little voice, record your voice and send it to me. I'll fix it. And you suddenly have a professionally produced audio track. And uh, your, your website's giving you headaches. You just can't figure out how to make the colors go or you can't figure out how to make this layout go or you can't figure out um, the next step. And you share that not from a standpoint of complaint, but from a standpoint of, you know, yeah, the website's coming along great, but I got this thing. I don't know how to do this thing. And and you may find that you know somebody that does that and knows that like the back of their hand. And um, it is this uh, ever-elusive unity thing that we're not going to talk about too much tonight, but we're going to talk about a lot as time goes on. Um. People hear unity, a lot of people think of a whole bunch of people all dressed alike, looking alike, doing alike. And unity doesn't look anything like that. In fact, unity, nobody looks alike. Everybody looks like themselves. Because <laughs> we are like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. And if you try to do, use education or whatever else to mold those pieces to all look the same, Guess what? You can't put the puzzle together anymore. You've lost the big picture. The big picture only comes together when all of our little notches and protrusions and funny ear-looking things and all those things will slot right together 
And you'll naturally find yourself next to the people that you fit with if you're just flowing along in that in that uh, happier space. And I, I want to stress happier uh, because uh, that's another one people do. I did when I first heard about the law of attraction. I tried to be happy all the time. <laughs> and um, if you see someone that's happy all the time, no matter what, um, find out what they're doing. And, you know, whatever it is they're drinking, I'll have three. No. I, yeah, no. shoot some uh, my way. Can you ship that to Canada? Right, because things happen. We're I, I, I sometimes think, and I've heard this voiced by people as broad as Abraham to Muji to, I sometimes think we throw stumbling blocks out in front of ourselves on the road just so we can feel the thrill of getting over them. <laughs> um, and, uh, because it's kind of yummy to get past something. So, um, it is, there's a, there's it, a lot to be said for that. Woohoo. I did it. And feeling. yeah. Oh, and it's grand. It, you know, is hard to replace, but, we're going to, as 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 we move along with the evolution here of the Everyday Connection call, uh, we're going to have some guests from time to time, and we're going to be talking about some tools and some specific things you can do. I promise we're not just going to sit and talk about how wonderful things are, because I know there's things happening out there that are not so wonderful. And um, people wonder, why is it almost yeah. seem like it's getting worse or getting... Look, the variety has to be there. We're coming at, to a choice point, so to speak. We're we're at a choice point every moment. And free will and choice don't mean anything unless you're aware the options exist. So there may be earthquakes, hurricanes. Many of these things were happening already. We just didn't have global satellite news and Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, I find out about things through Twitter and Facebook before they catch on to it at the news. Um, and... Um, but I don't watch the news much because, you know, people watch the stuff that scares you. Yeah. So it's if you're going to watch the news, watch it as if you're watching a horror movie. And then when it's over, go, ooh, I'm glad that was just a movie. Otherwise, just don't watch. Why, why would you do that? That's like saying, you know, well, gosh, this, you know, mistreatment but of you- animals makes me upset. And then you watch five hours worth of programming on the mistreatment of animals. That's horrible. You know, well, Rick, there's there's a choice in there as well, though, sweetie, and and I think you would agree with me because you do this all the time. In fact, you remind me of it all the time. Um, I'm watching I'm watching a video that's not particularly you know pleasing because oh look what this person's doing. I don't know if I you know like what they're doing, and then you say yes, but look at that person over there who's doing something about what they're doing, and why don't you just focus over there? So, so again, it, it boils down to everyday choices about your perceptions and how you take the news. Um, I, like you, very rarely watch the news. However, I do have a few choice news stations, and I watch them simply because they produce as much positive information as they do negative. So if there's, um, yes. if there, if there's a, a child that's sick with a terminal illness, they put as much airtime onto the incredible group of random strangers who have gathered to to help support the family, to help you know support the child financially, to help uh, help push through medical treatment. They give as much airtime to those people as they do to the story of the sick child, and that's imperative. That we have to choose to choose to where to shift our focus to every day. Do you want to look at the people that are out there actively working to make change or do you want to work, take a look and, and stare a really long time at things that need to be changed? We know what needs to be changed. Okay, so let's just focus on the people who are doing the work to make those changes and support them instead of and continuing this ongoing complaint about the problems that we have. Let us actively work together to co-create solutions. Absolutely. And don't um, don't think for a moment that there's really anything that you can see that is not does not have uh, its positive side. Um, Abraham's fond of saying every particle in this universe contains within it what is wanted and what is not. Well, that's because if it's got what is wanted, there must also be the idea of 
the lack of that. There's not a bad thing to match it. There's just a the good stuff or not. But uh, I'll take, for example, uh, Japan, horrible things that happened over there, hours and hours and hours of horrible video that you can watch. But there were also some really grand stories, um, and I posted them all over my Facebook page, uh, like the the dog that stayed with its wounded companion and wouldn't leave it and finally led rescuers to it. Um, the entire generation that was being called the lost and aimless generation in Japan in, the, in their 20s that now are all standing up and saying, we've got a purpose now. We're going to rebuild Japan, and we're going to rebuild it not only bigger, we're going to make it better. It's going to be more efficient. It's going to be more friendly to the environment. It's uh, Not to mention the multinational outcry from people around the world who stopped immediately what they were doing and began finding ways to get help to these people or stopped what they were doing and praying for the safety and security of people they will never meet. Now that in itself is a life-changing moment. Those waves of compassion that travel around the globe and, and for a moment you get a pretty fair proportion of the population all thinking in one direction. And the power of that is hard to imagine. Uh, it's, it, it is powerful stuff. Uh, those waves of compassion are right in there with those waves of liberation. It's what's traveling around the globe that's making these rapid changes that people just could never have predicted. Um, in the traditional, uh, you know, sense of what stability means and looks like. and uh, So, I think we might do well to go back to uh, boundaries for just a minute. We kind of touched on that subject. That was going to be our subject for the night. We're about halfway Absolutely. through. Yep. Uh, I want to take a little bit more of an in-depth look at boundaries. It's, it's um, Wow. Where do you start with boundaries? I mean, really, I think one one of the boundaries that, that you have to start focusing on is boundary within yourself for what you feel is acceptable for yourself um, as far as your well-being when it goes comes to your comfort. Now, I mean, it's been discussed, you know, multiple times in I don't know how many different formats that you are simply not responsible for the happiness and well-being of other people. And it sounds harsh, but but really it can be softened down to when you focus on your own well-being and you become a whole, well-grounded person, you take that out into the world and automatically that carries forward with you. So then automatically you are being a positive influence on other people's well-being. So it becomes a mute point. Um, but in and, order to... and we've tried for thousands of years on this planet <clears throat> to make things better by setting boundaries for others. Thou shalt not, and if you do, I'll put you in jail. And it just isn't working, people. Look around. It... Pretty soon we're going to have more people in jail than we have out on the streets, and we're not going to be able to feed them. And then what do you do? It has fallen under the economic weight many times. It's been the end of many a civilization. They want to look at, you know, the social changes, this and that. It's trying to maintain all these laws of what other people can't do. If you set the boundaries for you of, okay, look, y'all can do that and have a good time with it. I just choose not to participate and go away. Um, and you suddenly have the scenario of what if they had a war and nobody showed up? But if you're setting the boundaries for the other guy, the other guy's not going to follow him, probably. And there you're going to be now, feeling even worse. No, because, because quite honestly, it's not it's not anybody's right to set boundaries for somebody else. And 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 people think, oh my goodness, these people are anarchists. No, no, no I no boundaries for other people in a healthy society with healthy people. Most of our problems that we have are from thousands of years of people being told this, that, the other thing. And we know, we all know, all of us, the most asleep as 
spiritual people often say. They haven't awakened yet. They're asleep. The most asleep person knows in the core of their being that freedom and light and fun and love is who they are. So the worse it gets for them, the worse they feel. Because the more they're being held, holding themselves apart from their source. They're doing it, but us coming in and helping them reinforce that, you know, you say, well, you see a big fight, and so I say, I don't fight, I'm not going to join in. That's okay, but then you say, I'm I'm not going to fight, and you shouldn't either, so then you push on them. Well, now they, out of their own desire for freedom, they want to fight against you when you didn't have anything to do with it to begin with. And now you've changed a two-way fight into a three-way fight, and pretty soon the it's whole important. world's fighting. It's true, and it's important to focus on um, your own health and well-being. And and as as you know, as I said, in focusing on that, that will naturally carry out into you know the world and the people that you interact with. Um, part of doing that is is setting up these boundaries. Now, not to change the way that other people act, because you cannot do that. You can't change how somebody else's act, how somebody else acts. You can't change how somebody else treats you. You can change your reaction to their action. And you can change your perception of mistreatment. You can choose to walk away. At all times, every day, you can choose to say, no, today I don't accept that you are going to talk down to me. Today I don't accept that you are going to make me feel like I am less. Today I don't accept that you are going to make me feel unworthy because I know I am worthy. And that is your issue with yourself that you need to concentrate on. If you need to make somebody else feel unworthy to feel better about yourself, I know that that is something you need to deal with. But it's not my responsibility to help you do that. So I'm setting my boundary today and I am saying I am walking away from this situation because it does not make me feel good and it does not make me feel complete and secure and safe. And that is very, very important to be able to stand on your truth, to know yourself so well and to know your worth so well that when somebody is standing there screaming at you, telling you that you are smaller than the tiniest little insect on our planet and you are worth less than the slug under the rug, that you can look them in the eye and go, this is your issue, not mine. Turn around and walk away. And it takes a lot of work. I'm not saying that it is easy. I'm not saying that it doesn't take an an insane amount of courage and it's something that builds over time it's something that you have to work on over time and it's baby steps but it can be done and you'll find that your relationships will automatically just change because now when those little irritating itsy bitsy things that this problem that they do to you okay um, instead of putting up with it forever in a day and just mumbling under your breath or instead of, you know, fighting about it, just all out screaming match, you make me feel like this, rah, 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 rah. You can sit down and have a conversation and say, this is how I feel about this action. And they have the courage to then come back and say, and this is how I feel when I'm making that action or this action that you don't like is actually in response to something that you have done, and it becomes a discussion. Because there's there was a comment made in a uh, another group that I participate in with uh, uh, Meredith Murphy. Oh, we wonderful, love her. Uh, wonderful we channel, love Meredith. Yes, and um, her friend and ours, Michael said that in this month of June, next uh, four, five, six weeks, you're probably going to encounter a lot of things that you can get upset and angry about. So just try as best you can not to get on that thought train. And it, it to me, bears a little 
what is what what do you mean don't get on that thought train uh, it 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 sounds a little it sounds good it's a catchy phrase we could print that on business cards somebody take some um somebody would buy that for sure yeah but what does that what does that really mean well okay you're in traffic and you're on your way to work for the day you're you're having your morning uh, attitude adjustment session on the highway um and um that can be a yummy time for you with some nice music or maybe a podcast of Everyday Connection uh, to listen to on your way to work. Or you can get cut off coming in on just entering the freeway. Somebody cuts you off and you think, how dare he? That just rah, rah. And guess what? I bet you it won't be long somebody else cut you off because that's what you start looking for because that's the vibration you just zeroed in on. And... Most of these things for me were what I like to call knee-jerk reactions or automatic reactions, um, which means they're from some sort of a behavioral something that I set up somewhere along the line that I thought was a good idea. We have a lot of things we do on automatic. Uh, it's a good thing that we do most things on automatic. But you say, yeah, okay, I'm 48 years old, and I'm 48 years old, uh, so for 48 years, maybe I've been doing this. How, how do you break that habit? Well, you have to catch it first. And you, you might even say this is one of the first tools. Uh, my buddy Nestor and I have talked about this some, and we may just have Nestor come talk about it for a moment. Uh, Nestor and George are going to certainly be part of our show, but it, that's not what it's all about. It's about how does Nestor and George just be part of Rick and Gene. But... Um, and that is the spotting the knee-jerk reaction. It's This can be a tough one because you've been told probably for a long time, your first reaction is usually correct. Well, we'd like to modify that a little bit. Your first genuine reaction is always correct. However... Most times when a situation happens, if you have an almost instantaneous reaction, that's what I call a knee-jerk. It's based on something you set up before because as, as beings, we're not necessarily in quite as much hurry as society would like for us to be. Um, as an eternal living forever being, you just don't get you know things moving quite that fast. You look at what's going on. You observe much more than you think you're observing. So when somebody says something, does something, and, and, and a reaction just pops right into your head, just stop for a moment. I mean, just a beat in your head. And look at the reaction. Don't look at, don't say what you were about to say. Look at what you were about to say and the reaction and, 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 and just ask, is that me? And many times you'll find it's your mother, it's your brother, it's your teacher, and it'll just sort of melt away. And that's what Nestor likes to refer to as shine the light of your consciousness on it, which just sort of means give it your attention for a moment, um, but your neutral attention as an observer. And just look at it and see. And it may be that that's something, that's a knee-jerk reaction you like and you want to keep. Cool. No need to do anything. But if maybe a knee-jerk reaction you don't want to keep, that's some sort of a belief that you were told when you were three years old and you've just never really bothered to stop and look at it. It's okay. We set up our brains that way so that we could maintain a lot of things on automatic. Did it on purpose. You just didn't think that there were going to be people around that were going to tell you things that weren't right. And, <laughs> and if they did, you felt you would know they weren't right. And if you look at your children when you tell them things that, limit their creativity you can see it on their face little three-year-old and you tell them they can't stack blocks that way they have to st stack them this way they just look at you like you've told them that the moon is made out of cheese they do at three so they know they remember um that that's not the way that it is but it we as a society for thousands of years have done a pretty good job of hammering it into them and um Fortunately, there's a lot of parents running around, like my co-host, who are not doing that to their children anymore. 
So this next generation or two is just going to be an amazing, amazing thing. But you can fix that in yourself, and you will find that they dissolve and go away almost on their own if you just look at them. Hmm. Because nine times out of ten, you look at them, and they don't make sense to you. You're like, what? What? It's because the who you are now feels differently. But you're bringing a reaction from the who you were at three or five or seven or 14. And that's what I get when people talk about your vibration on any subject is right where you last left it. Yeah, but some of those things are very active in your decision-making on a day-to-day basis, the little decisions you think you don't think about. Um, You do think about them, and um, you respond to many of them based on beliefs that were handed to you, things that are just not yours. And when you spot them and you see they're not yours and you see they don't make sense, they just go away because you drop them because you know they're not yours. And then you've dropped this funny belief. Now you have the opportunity to make a genuine response that will probably be enlightening for all and uplifting for all, and you've dropped this belief, and you'll find that once you start dropping them, you had no idea how much you were carrying and that you suddenly feel much lighter. And that is what I would go for on this topic of enlightenment is to lighten up, lighten by, up. Dropping, lighten up by dropping the stuff that doesn't belong to you. You know, the the, uh, the Republicans said this, the Democrats said this, the Social Democrats said this. I don't care what they said. I really don't. I really don't. There were there was an earthquake in India. Okay, that's good information. Maybe I'm going to, you know, donate $10. Maybe I'm going to call my friends. We'll have a benefit dinner. But other than that, It is not reason for me to sit and cry my eyes out or otherwise be depressed over the fact that there was an earthquake or in fear over the fact that there might be one. It just is something that has nothing to do with your daily life. It just doesn't have anything to do with you. And you say, well, but I thought you said we're all connected and we're all one. And Yes, we are. And you will feel joyously led to do anything that you can do about a situation. Uh, anything you feel, oh, i got to do this, that's probably something else that got handed to you because you, you, as the real you, the one connection we're talking about making, which is with the source of your strength, which is a spiritual thing. You are a spiritual being having a human experience, we say sometimes. Mm-hmm. That you, the real you, just doesn't look at anything like, ugh, I gotta do this or else. <laughs> just it just doesn't happen. It's not any fun. It doesn't sound like fun. And so when you have a situation and you get a reaction and you stop and you look at it and you see that the reaction was, Yeah, I gotta do that. Blah, 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 blah. That's that's probably gonna fall apart right in front of your eyes. And after a while, after you get sort of practiced at this, some of these knee-jerk reactions come up. I end up laughing because I swear they are as nonsense as kids' Saturday morning cartoons. And that may be where I got some of them growing up. Who knows? But they're just nutty. And and then they just go away. You don't, have to, you don't ever have to deal with that issue again. You don't have to process it. You don't have to discover why did you get it. Why would they tell me that? Who cares? It doesn't matter. You know? Abraham used to say, you just got to quit doing that thing you do. Well, it's a lot of things that you do. And it really is. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter. And it's not a case of a bunch of processing and a bunch of looking and dredging up what we did back then, and I've got to fix it. <laughs> it, it Really, it's another Wayne Dyer moment. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. It, it really isn't. You can you can completely alter your perception of how your childhood went um, if you alter your perception of life now as it is. And that might sound crazy to some people out there listening, but I'll tell you something. You know, I grew up with a, a raging alcoholic of a mother who was angry, angry. Oh, my goodness, she was an angry woman. Um, but when I look back on her now, I remember I remember the good things about my mom. 
she had this amazingly generous nature that, you know, she'd be shopping and see something in the grocery store that, you know, she remembers that her sixth cousin, 17 times removed, living out in Etobicoke, wherever, um, you know, used to collect elephants. And she sees a perfect elephant. So she would actually buy the elephant and find the latest mailing address for that person, write them a nice hand note and put that in the mail. That is the stuff that I focus on now in, in talking about my mom. And, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to put that other stuff aside because, yeah, okay, it might have had an effect on who I was growing up. It might have had an effect of who, on who I was in a, as an adult. It may have had an effect on how my relationships were as an adult and as a teenager. But once I made the conscious choice to take control of those relationships through my own actions, then the things that she did, said, was, did not affect me. And I was able to go back and explore who this woman really was in the core of her spirit. Yeah, she was still a raging alcoholic. She was an angry, angry woman. But she also had a lot of light in her, and she had a lot to offer the world. And if I can take the positive things that I remember from her and incorporate them into the work that I do, then I'm still able to give back the gift that she brought to me that people might perceive that as absolutely nuts. How can you look at that after going through everything you've gone through and look at her in that way? And I do that because it helps me to be a more complete, more accepting, more empathetic, more compassionate person. And it brings to me a deeper understanding of these things that you call knee-jerk reactions. For my mom, alcoholism was a knee-jerk reaction to a really crappy situation. I understand that now. I didn't understand it stood it then. And, and either way, it doesn't really matter because I've made the conscious choice not to have these things affect me. So, I mean, those are those hmm, things that oh. make you go hmm moments, you know? Right. And it's it's one of those things that is bringing the, you know, are you here in the now? Are you here in the moment? Letting the now version of you react and act in your life or are you bringing back are you bringing with you you know somewhere from the past and uh, uh, you know I might say okay it's time for you to uh, make a decision on purchasing a home or etc etc would you like your current 48 year old self to make this decision or yourself at 12 and I'd like myself at 12 (laughs) well there's a and there is some benefit in that but most people immediately would say, well, I, me as an adult. Well, okay, well, let's bring you as an adult to the table. Let's bring you as a now person to the table, not an adult. Let's get rid of that. <clears throat> that has too many definitions somebody else handed you. Bring the now you. Who is it you now? What's the truth of you now? Because the truth of you now is a ever-moving, changing thing. And so... Reacting to the same sort of thing the same way forever is not natural. That is a conditioned behavior, if you wish. There's Get over this fact that there's some conspiracy trying to condition you. The only conspiracy is the conspiracy of thousands of years of habit at this point. That's all. Uh, did somebody invent some negative ideas? Yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> Sit around and let your imagination fly. There's good and bad everywhere. There's, and it's all in how you look at it. It's that you're never too late to have a happy childhood thing. You don't, no. you don't go back and relive time, but you'll find that when you're in that place, the parts of your childhood you remember are the good parts. You know, if you sit around with a bunch of people that are complaining, automatically things come to your mind that happened to you before that you say, yeah, I know, yeah. That's why it's not a good idea to sit around with people that complain. Sit around with people that talk about how good something went today, and that will then remind you of something that was good that happened to you because that's the law of attraction. A happy thought brings another happy thought, and a crabby thought brings another crabby thought, and then you're a crab. So Hey, now. I'm a cancer. Well, be nice. not that. That kind of crab's okay. That you know, And I have been known to have a plate full, too, so 
Anyway, we're getting down to where we've got about five minutes left, so uh, I guess we'll stop yakking. I do want to thank everyone for joining us tonight on our first show. I know we kind of wandered and meandered. Uh, Nestor and George didn't really make an appearance. Uh, or did and, uh, they, Rick? Did they make an appearance? They? Well, they did. They, they did, did because we're here. They're us. Absolutely. And it is sort of the challenge is don't channel who you really are one hour a week for a radio show. Be who you really are all week long. And that might be a good way to sum up our mission here at Everyday Connection is we'd like you to be who you are all week long. So I'd like to challenge all of our listeners and everybody listen to this recording over the next week before we come back. Uh, do something nice for somebody that you don't know, even if that's just looking looking them in the eye and giving them a genuinely warm smile. You'll be amazed with the results. And uh, And when you get into a situation and you just immediately tense up, try to just take that one breath and look at the reaction before you act it out. And uh, just one of each of those for the whole week. Not It's very light homework this week. <laughs> right, Jane? When Absolutely. Jane hands out homework, it's bad. It's really, it'll take you all week. But yeah, you do this I, I actually, I, I have an assignment. Okay, okay. Okay, can you all just be for the week? Just be, just be who you are. Just be. And have fun doing it. And that's that's my homework to, you know, that's just do that. And then we'll hear from you again next week, and we'll see how that goes. All right, so I want to say some uh, thank yous to uh, all of our uh, grand friends that uh, uh, helped make all of this possible. Mm -hmm. uh, I see Brandon is in our uh, chat room. Uh, Brandon uh, composed and uh, produced the uh, music for our intro piece. Uh, we'll probably soon have an outro outro piece, and uh, uh, and we may be playing some more of his music f for you in the future. Uh, and you can find Brandon at uh, starseedmusic.com, except I think that's M-U-Z-I-K. I'm hoping he'll type it into the chat room here for me. I'll read it for you in a second. You can find uh, Gene on the web at where, Gene? Uh, um, Phoenixrising.com. Uh, um, or that's actually our, our Ning site, our Ning networking site. So you can come and share your truth with us because we always love to hear other people's truth. We love to share that. Open conversation is fantastic. It helps us grow and expand. Um, you can always find me on Facebook. I, I you know, I, I love the fact that I have way more friends than I have fans. So keep those coming. Look me up on Facebook. I, I'd love to talk to you and hear hear your stories and hear about your life. And uh, I have my blog site as well, which is phoenixrising.blogspot.com. And like I said, anything you want to know about me can be found in my writing. All right, and it's Starseed Music M U S I K. Um, uh, Dot com for Brandon, and of course you can find Nestor and I at uh, NestorSpeaks.com, uh, and of course Rico Shields on Facebook. Um, type that in the Facebook search, not Google, because apparently according to Google I'm wanted for murder somewhere. Um, <laughs> you can find also you can also find Rick on our Ning site because he is he is my partner there as well. So the Phoenix Rise absolutely. Site. Um, you can come chat with both of us. Yes, and we would love to hear from all of you. Um, Drop, in, drop us an email, join up on the social site, because we want to know what you want to talk about. We're going to be doing some lots of questions and answers in the in the future. We're going to focus on tools, and uh, we're going to write up those tools for you. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and uh, try and figure out who it is that we are. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, thank everybody. Uh, thanks in Missouri. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, we look forward to talking with you again next week. So y'all have a wonderful week. Love from Canada. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old... And with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions.
So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.